This is the Amateur Skeptic Podcast number 230. I'm your host, Brian. Join me this evening, Mac. Activate interlock. Dinotherms connect. Infracells up. Mega thrusters are go. All right, let's form Voltron and move on. Uh, <laughs> Ian. Hi, Ian. I have awakened, I think. You, you think? I think. It's not, you know, it's not like when you're doing uh, graveyards anymore. That was the worst. You were like a zombie. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and Mad Cat? Scurrying around, just trying to find little critters. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And we're joined this evening by the dumbass himself. I'm here to get straight to the point, penetrate pseudoscience with truth, puncture unsound thinking. Okay. Well. Not around the little critters, you are. It, it seems like you've come with the proper attitude. And, and probably we won't get past Always. dick jokes, so, so <laughs> it completely wasted. Wasted. How's everybody doing? I'm doing pretty mm, good. Doing Keep okay. busy. All right. I'm all right. All right. Well, Ian is still hawking his shit. Yeah, I have to. <laughs> so, yeah, my um, novella, The Cost of Leveling Up, it's on Amazon. Near Future Sci-Fi focuses mostly on a competitive RPG that has become a huge entertainment phenomenon and a young girl who becomes real famous through it and her um, experience with all that. Does this mean that people should disregard everything we said about your book? Probably, except for the fact that, like I said, I admit there um, is a big dick in it. <clears throat> I think people but should... But you guys realize we're supposed to deal with the... We're supposed to write the story of the cost for of free advertising instead. <laughs> <laughs> I do love that title. I thought that was I thought that was inspired. I <laughs> cost, yeah, that one was. I, I was really hunting for a title because it originally started off as Gamer Girl, but I knew that wasn't what I was going to finish with. Right, but, but um, Mad Cat named one of our last podcasts when when we really took to town hawking your shit. The cost of free advertising. Oh, okay. <laughs> and I used Ogopogo. Did I say that right? Ogopogo. Ogopogo? You may have. It's not Hongo Bongo. I keep getting those confused. I. Don't remember what its name is, but Ogopogo is correct. Yeah, something. Yeah, Ogopogo possum. Yeah, I used mm. a dragon for it in the water. <laughs> oh, okay, that's what that is. With, well, it has a guy stuck to it on behind the neck. Hey, I did want to revisit that. Um, actually, something you know, we we talked about the um the kids um that were playing dodgeball in that in that episode, and it just yeah. it struck me as I was going through that that we might have really. I don't know, give, done a little bit of disservice. I mean, I, as I was re-listening to it, I was thinking, you know what? They're, they're, ki- kids are going to be kids. And we kind of and we put a lot of blame on the kid that knew he wasn't supposed to be dodgeball. And we've all been kids. And the fact of the matter is we want to play. And the fact that we have a condition that might be, make that dangerous, you know, I, I, how old were those kids? I mean, were they elementary school? I mean, they... Seven or eight. I think so. Yeah, so the idea that... As a seven or eight year old kid, we're really gonna understand how how dangerous the how condition might be. We might have not given. I mean, we might have overlooked that. I mean, the fact matters that kids are gonna be kids. They're gonna get mad at each other. They're going to throw balls at each other. And and didn't we say that in in yeah, the podcast I just, though? I that just think kids that, I don't know. There's just some things in there I felt like we were a little dismissive of. I don't know. Uh, Pe- people can can listen to it and let uh, us know. I, mean, I I I don't really put any blame on I don't put any blame on the kid for wanting to play. Yeah. Um and well, we, I don't put any 
I don't put any blame on, you know, honestly, I'm, I, I think my focus was, I was being, I was more glad that wasn't going to get turned into a situation where a kid playing dodgeball was going to get a record life yeah. for having done it. Exactly. Yeah. For, and for, I mean, a seven-year-old kid threw, threw a ball at somebody and all of a sudden, you know, he, he's, he's going to jail. I mean, that seems outrageous. Um, and like yep. I said, we were still missing information on that. But on the other hand, that the fact that that kid was playing dodgeball, listen, kids want to play, right? And and dodgeball right. is, a, is a fun game as a kid. And the fact that you have some head condition that, that can make it acer- you know exacerbated, you might not really understand the the extent of that, and you want to play. I I think that what they were what they were implying though was that the kid ball knew about the head condition that was doing it intentionally hurt him. Yeah, that, well, was, that was that was what it sounded like the parents were claiming. Yeah, that's the yeah par- that was yeah. the implication. But and you, that's the thing. How do you prove that? I don't know. How do you know? That? Did that kid know? I don't know. You know, but it's hmm. it's not a situation like like the kid showed up at an alien landing carrying a soccer. So. Right. Yeah. So I don't know. But the other thing is that in those kinds of situations, there's risk. There's risk. You cannot eliminate risk entirely. It, you know, ideally, you know, an adult would have been there that understood the, understood the condition and would have stepped in before things, you know, you know. Yeah. Uh, but, but, but it's hard. You know, if it's there's, hard if, there's if there's risk, then the main thing there is to make sure you have enough armies in the country before attack. Yes. You um, have to have enough yeah. of them, and you have to have. Are you suggesting that he should too. play board games instead of dodgeball? Is that what you're getting at? Well, no, I think you brought that up when you said risk. No, that's right. I, I, I did not. Um, let's be clear that I, I'm talking about just the risks of a of living a life. You know. Yep. And and mm-hmm. and it's hard for an aide that's out on the playground to see everything that's going on. They do their best, but they've got you know they can have kids in multiple different places. And they can't be everywhere at once. Nope. So, and so, no kid wants to be left out either. Right. So, um, unfortunate circumstances. Your kids weren't left out and buying stuff either, were they? What's that? You bought something this weekend. Oh, well, yes. We bought a hedgehog this I bought a hedgehog for my dog. When did you get it? Oh, we got it today. Oh, not long enough to really get uh, a full concept of. Well, we bought one. Okay. Well, if we're moving on, we. we, we... <laughs> We we bought we that's fine. We bought um we bought I'm not sure how old it is, but what I know is that they've been handled a lot because they're mm. not that they, they they anybody who picks them up is fine. They don't care. Um, we we just bought we bought um a smaller. I think I think they said they thought it was a female. I don't know, but it's great. You know, but um, my kids have been handling it. Um, it it, it comes out. It it, it kind of just walks around and is curious, and you know they they pick it up and. You know, as long as they're fairly gentle with it, but it hasn't really hissed or done anything. Um, and they've been handling it all day. So, you know, they put it away for a couple hours to get it out. And uh, yeah, it's pretty good. Pretty, it's so far, this seems like a pretty good little animal. Pretty well, they excited. are night animals too. So, well, that's the other yeah, thing. I, yeah. I, I mentioned that to you that they are nocturnal. Yeah, they are nocturnal. Yeah. Now, if, you're, if you really want to know, if you really want to know the age, though, what you want to do is you want to cut one of the quills in half and count things. That, that that doesn't work. No, I doesn't. I made that up. Mm-hmm. Well, this week I lost my uh, my gecko. Oh, your your gecko? How long did you, you didn't you didn't seem like my, it didn't happen for long. My boy went and got out on me, and oh. I searched and I searched and I searched and I couldn't find him. And I was mentioning to Dorothy that my little sister 
that uh, they get up on, they try to get to the highest place, but there's no way I could get up too high. And she goes over by my desk, looks in the, um, looks at the curtain and pulls it aside a little bit, looks up just a little higher than I did. And there he is. And he was dead? No, he was alive. Oh, he's okay. Let's go. Oh, so you didn't, you didn't lose him permanently. Oh. I didn't permanently you lose him. Okay. When you say lost your gecko, it, it makes, it makes us think that, that lost your gecko. So yeah. That's what we thought. <laughs> you, were, you were deliberately creating suspense. Yes. <laughs> All right. So it's, it's back in his home. He didn't recognize that because he's an author. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but he doesn't. Okay. But he could he could sense you foreshadow too. Listen, oh, me. Ian, you're an author. Have you written anything recently? <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> well, actually, I think all of you know the bigger announcement that I'm hoping to have in about a month. Yeah, you know, oh. but that, that's in the final stages. I, um, I should be getting the um my my first full novel. Actually, it's kind of a hybrid anthology novel. It's, I'll explain it more when I'm actually ready to publish it. But it's okay. called A Day at George Ramon's Place. Um, basically, I outright stole a concept from Brian <laughs> from way back when, and he's very much aware of it. Yes. And I, I've been... Um, and he, the, has, uh, he has declared a, uh, a, 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 a grudge against you because of it, right? Yeah, absolutely. Hey, yeah, uh, yeah. I, I will yeah. gladly split 10% of my nothing I'm making off of it. <laughs> All right, I get ten percent. Nice. I think, think Brian will demand at least fifty percent of the nothing. Fifty percent of nothing. <laughs> no, if it goes, you know, big, and I make a million. I'll probably give him a little. <laughs> yeah, here's twenty bucks. Thanks for the concept. Here's a pack of beer. Make yourself useful. But that's um, I'm waiting for the editor to get back to me, and then I'll go through her notes and stuff, and do the final edit. And I'm hoping, hoping. That I'll have it out um, by mid October. I need Patrick Stewart to do the audiobook for this. Can you, can you make that happen? <laughs> Who gets to do the audio? I want Patrick Stewart to do it. I, yeah, I, I don't think that's I, in the budget. Yeah, that sounds good. <laughs> oh, damn, someone's got to pretend to be Patrick Stewart now. <laughs> <laughs> no, Brian, if you can get him on board, I'm all. You no, know, I think I think Tom Hiddleston <laughs> okay, does. Who can, who can do the best think, uh, Patrick Stewart impression? I think Tom Hiddleston does a Patrick Stewart impression. Yes, he does. Key. Yeah. Oh, great. Because that'll be so much more cheaper. <laughs> All right. Mile High and Con is coming I, I, up. I found nothing like Patrick Stewart. That's true. You... <laughs> that is true. Yeah, but if Earl he... Gray, if he... No, that doesn't work. Nope. Nope. <laughs> if Tom Hiddleston reads it, you know at least that he'll be burdened with glorious purpose. Well. All right. Mile High Con is coming up. Yep. October um, 18th, 19th, every and 20th. I've pimped it here every year. Um, I will be there once more doing panels. Um, I'll probably take, they ha normally have a, um, author co-op table that you can snag for an hour or two. I'll probably end up doing that, but I will be there all weekend. And that, like I said, I'm hoping to have a day at George Ramon's out by mid October, which would be at the time of mile high con. So I'm hoping to maybe have a premiere party for it there. If all goes well. All right. Well, and I think that, uh, I think you've got some artwork for that too. Yes, I um I um if you go find if you go to Facebook and put in Georgia Ramon's place, you will find the page that is dedicated to all things Georgie and Ramond. And so far I put up the cover. I put up um there's a picture of Georgie, a picture of Mond, and then two um two pieces of art that Mac has done so far for me for um for other characters because this is such a character rich universe. 
and there's so many diverse characters that um yeah i have to ask you a couple questions for yours what what's weird though is that our, our listeners don't really know that i do art yeah well you and uh, mad cat are basically the two of you do our podcast art as it is mm-hmm. and so you're helping me but both of you are um working on the various character um sketches or however you want to call them because i know both of you do mo- most of your work in digital but um yeah like the character pieces that are being put up on the Georgia Mons place will be done by the two of them and the the two that Mac has given me have come out really well and we haven't quite gotten to the really unique characters yet but once um the bo- character bios start popping up i think you'll see exactly where my concept was going with this with really characters that are definitely not human all right which one of one of which i'm working on right now cool yeah i was working on the one but got stuck <laughs> well you have my email if you ever have any questions like that email me that's what um, max has been doing whenever he gets kind of stuck, I, he'll I email me can, and, i also yeah. can bug you on what is it twitter or something we're both on yeah i'm on i'm on like everything i think yeah. <laughs> that's why it seems so high all the time uh, I want to subscribe to you on uh, my, uh, my, yeah, MySpace. Yeah, you still on MySpace? I'm sure my account's still there. I have. How about what about Friendster? Forever. But can we? How about Friendster? Mm. We we should <laughs> we should set up to... a, a MySpace or a Friendster page for the for the show and just like do that exclusively. <laughs> uh, it might have less crap on it that way. <laughs> It might actually be more usable at this point. <laughs> All right. It's time to move on. Mad Cat, can you tell me what time it is? It is time for Ian and Dumbass's Masturbation Moment brought to you by the Dumbass Media Empire. The Amateur Skeptics present Ian's Masturbation Moment brought to you by the Dumbass Media Empire. The Dumbass Media Empire, bringing you content that touches people while they touch themselves. What is going on here? So this is a Forbes article. Irish Irish, uh, shop owner crowdfunds an auction bid to win a Victorian, win back a Victorian sex toy from a U.S. collector. So right. What oh, is, so this this, one of those, uh, is this one of those things that doctors used to use in order to treat hysteria? <laughs> um, this one. It's actually older. Um, well, they don't say for specifically, but I highly doubt it considering that it's a um, ivory dildo, basically, carved. It's really impressive looking. If you look at, um, if you scroll down the, the article and look at the actual piece, you know, th- this thing, th- they definitely, if, if this is, you know, from the era it's from, they put some real detail into it. It is... Yeah, but it also looks very, huge. Yeah, it, it's good sized as well. But basically, so, um, this is, Ooh, was... Another case. Um, it's apparently part of Irish culture. And a few years ago, it went up for auction. And someone in America won it. So this, um, Shauna Scott had seen it, and she would have loved to have, um, bid on herself because she wanted to keep it in, um, Ireland and um, but an American private collector won it, and she was quite upset. And she even talks at one point how she was um, channeling Indiana Jones and saying it belongs in a museum. That's funny. Um, if this is, if this is Irish from Irish culture, it makes you wonder if it's representative. If you know what I mean. <laughs> <laughs> well, it, it's wide enough 
<laughs> well, <laughs> oh yeah, that's true. Okay. I'm not meaning that racially. <laughs> There's iris in my blood. We are pale. We are we are white. Uh, so, yeah. In fact, I, I believe that uh, I believe I saw a post from you about your sunburn. Yeah. And the fact that it affected everything but your eyes. <laughs> I'm not getting the image for some reason. Down at bottom. But anyway, so um, however it worked out, the actual item ended up being re-auctioned by the people who won it. And at this point, the, this lady said, no, no, I have to make sure it ends up back here in Ireland so it can be in a museum and get the historical significance it deserves. So she went and crowdfunded and was able to raise... Um, how much did it go for this time? See, last time it went for about um, thirty-five hundred, and this time she got it back. I thought it said in here. Da, 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 da. I'm not seeing it. It did say in here. Um, set up. Uh, oh wow! Okay, okay, she placed the winning bid of six hundred ninety dollars. So hmm. she got so, it for. Yeah, quite but a, U.S. collectors uh, lost quite a bit on that one. Yeah. Wow. They really took it in the shorts. But anyways, so now. She, she went back through the crowdfunding, and so it will go. It's gone back to her, and she's looking right now to find an, a museum in Ireland that um, it is going to um, treat it properly and um, show it as part of you know, the actual heritage of Ireland and give it um, the respect it deserves. So, <laughs> a, a couple of comments on uh, on the fact that it's made of ivory. <clears throat> Does the fact that it uh, the fact that it reflects a murdered elephant uh, make it give better orgasm? Yeah, that, that's the Chinese. And secondly, was rhino's horn not available? <laughs> right, uh, exactly. I just pictured the, the, uh, the, there's a ghost story right there. The ivory dildo that is channeling the um, spirit of the elephant that um, <laughs> died to create it. You know what? That's how you get vagina ghosts. <laughs> right, that right, dumbass? That's ghost. how you get vagina ghosts. <laughs> That's a call. Yeah, that's yeah. a callback like I, six years ago. I've had a lot of experience exercising vagina ghosts. <laughs> <laughs> I'm actually picturing now that the ghosts materializing behind the dildo as it's being used and getting upset. And well, you know, we, we know in, the new novel. <laughs> and I've got a I've got a book that you need to read. It doesn't have to actually involve adult, but uh, <laughs> here, here, this is this is interesting though. Um, it, what it one of the things that it says in here. Uh, we know that people were making phallus-shaped objects as long as 28,000 years ago. Medieval texts make uh, reference to the possibility of using dildos for sexual pleasure. Toys um, are actually a fairly mundane part of human history. They are uh, are really rare, rarely treated as such. Yet they're they are rarely treated as such. I actually don't know the history um, here. I, th I find that to be kind of a fascinating idea that 28,000 uh, 28, years ago that... that we were making. Um, I, you know, well, you know, well, there's the rumors of what Cleopatra made. You know, see, we I, went over that before too. Yeah. The the thing with the bees, which right, is, uh, probably so, not. <clears throat> yeah. No, the, those. Um, but uh, I I am looking. Uh, I I'm not able to see the image of uh, that this particular dildo, but I opened up uh, antiquevibratormuseum.com, and I'm loving this crank operated. Yeah, we've seen uh, that before. Dr. Makara's Pulsicon blood circulator. <laughs> I think that's the very article that we talked about before. I'll bet, I would bet. Yeah, I, I remember that one. Um, you know, the, the thing about people using sex toys back in the day, just just because we use them now 
making that assumption is really a fallacy. Oh. <laughs> All right. I think that I think Sorry. that means I think that does mean. Sorry to, to be a dick. <laughs> oh. Or a ah. fake one. <laughs> I put right. in the other uh, section there. So the next story that I got in here, um, calling Prophet Muhammad a pedophile, not protected free speech according to uh, court rules. Now this is not a U.S. court. Um, yes. This is is this a? I was trying to determine exactly is this a U.K. court? No, it's in Austria. It says yeah, oh. it says Europe, the European courts of um, human rights. Yeah, but it, the 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 initial thing came from Austria. Right, but it sounds like a um, European Union issue. Is it? I mean, ECHR, that, that's the European Court of Human Rights. Is that an official court? She was challenging... Like, do, they, do they even govern free speech anywhere? I don't know. That's the problem, right? Um, let's see. So the, she was... Uh, let's see. The conviction was... Basically, she was, uh, she was tar- charged with... Let's see. The charges stem from two similar uh, seminars called Basic Information on Islam. That has been organized by ES. That's who the that's who um, uh, that's the initials that they're using to represent the woman. Um, during the meeting, she spoke about Muhammad's uh, let's see Muhammad's controversial marriage to Aisha. I, I don't know how exactly how to say that. Aisha. 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 <laughs> which, according to Islam tradition, was consummated when she was nine years old. And basically, she says, you know, so if you know if. Uh, if a 56-year-old man, um, you know, has sex with a six-year-old, what do you call it, if not pedophilia? And so that's what she was, and I don't, but where's the actual We call chart? it Alabama. Well, <laughs> um, well, 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 well I, I actually, actually want to come back to that um, because I think she's wrong. Um, and, and I'll explain why that is in a second here. But either way, she was charged with, with, with saying that, so the right to freedom of expression uh, with the rights of others uh, uh, have religious feelings protected. So basically, they're citing with religion here that she's in, you know, inciting, inciting religion, and the, the conviction was upheld. But I'm not sure exactly what what she... What is the actual charge? That's what I'm not seeing right offhand. Uh, what they're saying is that her comments were not objective and lacked historic context. Uh, it also is believed that her language could only be understood as having been aimed at demonstrating that Muhammad was not worthy of worship designed to little Islam. Yeah, so in other words, her, comments were, her right. comments were not necessarily instructive. They were tend to be disparaging to that religion. I mean, there, there is historical context, but, you know, like, she has the right to say what she wants as far as I'm I, I agree. I agree with that. And besides the fact that, I mean, it is giving information about Islam— and she is, but and she is giving her take on it, and 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 if she thinks he's a pedophile, why can't she say that? All right. So the actual yeah. crime they're saying is disparaging religion. Yeah, disparaging religion. Why is that a crime? And that that's not, that's no crime at all. I agree yeah. that that is a victimless crime. Disparage religion. We can disparage yeah. your culture. I'm going yep. to. I'll, I'll disparage uh, any culture I disagree with. Yeah. Yeah, I, I yeah, agree yeah. with that. And apparently, remember, people, we are on computer. So the um. European Court of Human Rights was established back in 1959. Um, there are 47 member states that have um, signed on to let them make such judgments. Um, well, they got this so, one wrong. Yeah, I, I agree. But you know, but we've seen that. We've seen the, the Supreme Court here in America get 
the stuff wrong. So oh, well, and they're, they're going to uh, get more yeah, of it wrong. I've, listen, I, I've said it before, and I'll say it again. Uh, you don't need free speech in order to say kittens are cute or cookies are tasty. Right. Uh, you only need free speech in order to protect speech that people will find objectionable. Right. And this is something, and this is where where we need it, right? Exactly. Yeah, yeah I agree. Um, I don't seem to have the information completely correct here because it said that it was consummated when she was nine, and then it says 56-year-old with a six-year-old. Well, he was 56, and she, okay. Well, okay, no, here, here, he, no he here's the deal. No, no, no. no let, let's, let, let, let's cover that. So I, I put in an article here called, Was Muhammad a Pedophile? And this is I mean, from, it doesn't really matter if she was six years old or nine year old. Either way, it's like. <laughs> well, I'm just saying that. Okay, hold on. Uh, but it, it, it goes into the even the, the issues we have here with the um, uh, child brides. And okay, such. so here's the thing: is that she the the she was essentially uh, the, they was they were essentially um, the marriage was agreed to when she was six. It was consummated when she was nine. Okay. Ah. Okay, so that's the difference. Um, and. Back when this was happening, it, it was not uncommon for a 12 or 13-year-old girl to be going off to get married. But there's a big difference between a, a, between a 13-year-old and a 9-year-old. Um, but and, yes. historically, you know, for like treaties and stuff, you would have young kids get married. Although the consummation normally wouldn't happen because a lot of the times in our history what we'd have is just the marriage for marriage sake. And the people actually would never even meet each other. Here's the thing. So yeah, I, the, the young marriage stuff gets a bit weird the further back we go. Okay. Well, we, we, we don't we don't have to go that far back. We we can just talk about this particular issue. And the fact of the matter is, no matter how you slice this, and and people tried to claim that she, that actually that wasn't true, that it was nine years, and then she was fifteen years old. But that isn't well um, represented. They claim to say that well, if God said so, it was you know then it was okay. Well, fuck that. Um, no. And here's <laughs> the thing: is that technically though, a pedophile is somebody who is only attracted to young girls. The fact of the matter is that he he had women uh, he had wives of all ages, so he had one as young as nine that he consummated the marriage with, and and some that were as old as, old as sixteen years older than him. But here's the thing: is that so he might technically not be a, a pedophile, but we have another word for a for a fifty six year old who has sex with a nine year old who is incapable of consent, and that's called rape. He's a rapist. Right. Um, I, I thought the correct term for that was Harvey Weinstein. Yeah. We're also talking about a time where the a girl like her would not have had consent for anything in her life. It would have been her parents. Um, Having sex with a nine-year-old girl is dangerous. They have not I finished agree. puberty. I'm not, I'm, I'm not justifying that, but you're talking about consent. Consent in that time frame, even if she was of legal age, wouldn't have been hers. Well... Yeah, so like uh, pretty much, I guess you could say that he raped all of his wives in that case. Yeah, um, basically at, at that, that point in time, someone like him who's being considered a prophet walks around it's like, hey, we have a possible daughter we'd like for you to marry so that you know we can be part of your legacy right. kind of but thing. Here's the here's the real problem is that, people, that there are people in the Middle East that use this as a moral example to continue to do this shit. Agreed. Oh, yeah. No, mm-hmm. I, I'm not justifying it. And I don't justify it happening now. We still do have it now. We still have a child bride issue here in America where young girls are being married off to old men and they're being legally married and everything. The old men can do what they want with them. It, it's, it's not something I'm saying justified. And um, especially not nowadays when, for one thing, um, he was obviously a polygamist 
And that's definitely something they don't um, follow. Yes, they do. They it, it, do they? It's, oh yeah, more, uh, Muslims can have more than not all of them, but it's not the, the, it's not unheard of for Muslims to have more than one wife. Mm-hmm. And the problem yeah, is, I mean, like in a lot of cases, you'll find that uh, throughout history, uh, cultures have practices that we find very morally repugnant. Yeah, and, uh, I certainly find very morally morally repugnant. I don't ancient. Yeah, in ancient Greece, nine year old. But uh, yeah, in ancient Greece, um, it was yeah in ancient Greece it was completely um acceptable for grown men to have sexual relations with prepubescent boys. Yeah, well, this is also true, and um, uh, uh, we got to be clear that a lot of uh, uh, what happens in modern society uh, is shame put upon uh, young girls if they that way, and that makes okay, Um, dumbass. Dumbass, you're going yeah. in and out yeah. Um, yeah. a lot. Am I? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you are. You're clipping. Yep. Okay. Uh, I don't know what. Uh, I'm holding my microphone right up to my mouth right now. Am I still clipping? Stop no. thinking so much about that ivory dildo. Stop <laughs> going in and out. All right. <laughs> I know, like, here in the States, we've had a few cases with Mormons where yes. um, the guy already has his first wife. And then does his next wife, who is under the age of consent, within the community, that's considered completely acceptable, except for as soon as it's looked at, like, wait a moment, you can't legally have married the second woman, even though you're claiming you're married her because you're already married to the first one. You can't have more than one wife. The second one's only 16. You've now committed um, statutory rape. Right. And, you know, we, we have these cultural things still going on that get into tricky areas like that. So... You know, and we're, we're, our society say no, that's not justified. We don't care what your religion says. Our, our laws say you you only get one wife at a time, and so if you claim you have a second wife and she's um, below the legal age, that's statutory rape. We don't care what your um, religion calls it. Right. And here's the thing: I do not yeah, care. Am I, hold on. Am I am I still clipping? Uh, is this better? You're okay right now. That's better. Yeah, I set my sensitivity back down to where it was before. Okay, that's fine. Okay. Okay. So All right. I, here's the thing: I don't care about people having. More than one, uh, I, I don't care about polyamory. I, I, I've, I, I guess polygamy, you know, I, I, I feels unequal, but I, I don't care about that. I care about the these young girls that are being forced into these situations. Right. It's the, I, but that's religion gets a bit weird in consent like that. Yeah, and, it does. Um, and, and no, I, I'm completely with you on the fact that it should be up to the girls themselves, and it should be when they are of a rational age. I'm not. I, and I don't necessarily even agree that 18 is the age it should be at because everyone goes a bit differently. But definitely nine, I agree. That's not so, in our society. That is not so. That, even not though, even to the, from the parents, even though the girl's parents probably arranged it, how do you know that the that the young lady in question wasn't absolutely flattered that the prophet would show her attention? And that that's where some of this stuff comes in. We hear I, I about um, we had the whole big thing of. Um, high school kids sleeping with their teachers and such. And, yeah. oh, look at those, you know, how dare the teachers do that? And some some of the, I, I know at least one of the cases, the kid ended up marrying the teacher once he became of age and they were able to make yeah. it legal. And they you had and like two kids before the, that. The real problem to be clear, with that, that is we're endorsing that kind of thing. Right. Yeah, but the real problem with that is if they're homeschooled. <laughs> a nine-year-old um, nine uh, is the, not. The thing about it is, I mean, th- this is where, like, we. I think we should be. You know, people are always like tiptoeing around culture and stuff. And I think it's a good idea. Like, we we should criticize culture. And the uh, if a culture 
says that it's okay to, you know, marry and have sex with nine-year-olds, uh, we should definitely criticize that very loudly. But um, the fact that he did this at a time when it wasn't completely uncommon to do this does not necessarily indicate that the Prophet Muhammad had a predilection for sleeping with young girls. He may have just seen this as uh, uh, some sort of uh, thing that just happens. He's like, right. you know, like, okay, maybe like, uh, like it happens in society. So like uh, he's making a deal with their parents or something and he might not have seen it as all that much of a big deal to him. And well, like, like nobody in society I, thought it as a huge deal either. I want to throw out something else interesting or just some a different thought, a different way of thinking about this. You know, she may have been nine years old, but, you know, there have been times in history where people expected to live an average of maybe 20 years. So right. technically she might have been middle eight. On no. the other hand, no, no. it doesn't quite work no, out like it that. It doesn't work that uh, way. Yeah, no, yeah, I, I, I think that. that time, it, oh. I, I think my understanding <laughs> is that that oh. time it was more about yeah, yeah. Um, when they would hit puberty. If the woman yeah. started menstruating, then see what was emerged. Right, okay. But, but so what about, uh, what about girls as, as young as seven hitting puberty now thanks to hormones and meat? That's still pretty uh, rare. Yeah, but I don't think that's actually. Uh, that, I mean, here's the thing. Anyway, We're the talking, second you, half of my point, I, I know you shouted me down on the first one, but the second half of my point was how miraculous was it that he was still around and you know, enjoying himself at 56 or 8 at that time period. Because he was living, uh, he, he was not living in poverty. He, he, he probably, I mean, it isn't, not everybody died at the age of 30. If you had resources, you probably lived longer. It probably wasn't that, that big a deal. He had resources. Uh, that's one of these uh, misconceptions yeah, but, yeah. about uh, life in, in olden times that people died at 30. Well, the, the life expectancy was like around 30, but that had more to do with the fact that a lot of people died in childhood. And kings and queens lived to be much older because they had because but, they had resources. They were getting fed regularly. But statistically speaking, that nine-year-old girl was a necrophiliac. Uh, oh my god! So no, a nine-year-old is is not capable of consenting. They cannot understand what's going on. They, they I mean, they don't yeah, have a proper totally concept agree. of sense of sex. This is disgusting. And and and, and this this whole this whole jumping jacks that they do to try to defend it is is irrepar is irre is it's a simple factor yeah. of ownership exactly and and this this has always been a problem right she 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 her consent isn't hers anyway it's it's her it's her father's <laughs> I mean uh, the, I mean we, we go back to all these immoralities and it, this document is being used to propagate that morality now and that's the real problem. Is that it hasn't yeah, stopped. We can express that into many other um, such documents that yeah. are being used to justify all sorts of stuff that we consider immoral. Yeah. I mean, yeah, and that this was the, the sickness of the culture at the time, really. It's uh, yeah. we, calling pro the Prophet Muhammad a pedophile. Uh, it's kind of, you, you'd have to call the whole culture a pedophile because the parents uh, gave their daughter to him. They probably would have been upset if he didn't consummate his marriage with her. No, they probably didn't get didn't care they probably got paid for it. they well or that's, they had that quite a few true. girls and they yeah. wanted to get rid of her it said it says that he went to then went to the parents and at first that the father disagreed but he was prophet muhammad was having you know these visions of her or whatever and and he finally relented but at first he said no because you know she, okay that does sound more pedophilic yeah well it's not I don't know, <laughs> once again it's statutory rape i mean you're, you're, you're yeah, having sex with somebody who cannot if, consent 
but if he was if he was attracted to women of all ages, it was not a. That's that's exactly it. So so not so it depends on what your definition of pedophile is. If it's anybody who has sex with it with a you know with a young girl, then you know because it is a pedophilic act, even if he isn't a pedophile. Yeah. Also, um, you know, we can't really tell because we have no images of Prophet Muhammad that are reliable. Um, we can't really tell if he was a pedophile or not. We can't tell if he had those Jared Fogel lips. Okay, I, the, the jokes are just not doing it, man. I, I just, it, no. it, this, this issue just makes me no. so mad. I just, a lot of it is ha- has to do with how they treated women in that time, too. Yeah. I mean, like we were saying. It's, it's terrible. It's like, no, no, that's part of the problem. The, the culture, and, right, and I would say, like, the culture, uh, human culture throughout a lot of history has been very sick in that way. Um, and, and, and in this way, uh, you know, the, that, uh, marrying and having sex with a nine-year-old girl was, wasn't considered morally reprehensible by their society. That that's a sign of a sick society. Too. I like, yeah, yes, that's, that's a, my exactly. judgment on right. it. The, but. the, the problem with saying that it's a sick society though, is that it wasn't that uncommon in multiple societies. Back. Was it, was it common to marry nine-year-olds? I'm not sure that that's true. 13, 13 year olds. Well, yeah. I, no. Time well, like that, for, um, the royalty would do stuff like that, but they wouldn't consummate the marriage. It was purely for political reasons. Sure, I, I've heard of that. Yeah, happening. Despite what some of the stuff that comes in, oh look, you know they married real young. It's like, yeah, but they may not have never even met each other through the whole relationship. Here's well, the thing. I mean, like maybe it wasn't all that common, but it wasn't considered shameful enough for them not to put it in their holy book. Yeah. Now it gets tricky um, dealing with that kind of stuff to make the judgment calls from our timeline to theirs. Okay, but that's that fine. doesn't mean you can take it and justify doing that now because that's we know better. There you go. Then that's exactly, no, exactly the, that's yes. the we come right back to the to that point. Is it? It's not. It's not a source for morality. None of these right. books are, and all of us would be guilty of disparaging religion now, and we could all be fined five hundred and forty-six dollars. <laughs> We're not in Europe. We're not Although, in Europe, and they can stuff it up. And well, ass. and it's Austria yeah. specifically, right? I don't think that we would that this would be the charge if we were in England or France, right, or Germany. Uh, actually, the um, are they all? Are they all? Is this court governor? Yeah, the, the, the actual courthouse is in France. Oh well, so, yeah. the, so but we don't know who the signatories to this court are. Uh, one from each, um, one from each government who is um part of the group. But there are other people saying these. Yeah, things. Yeah, that's what the, I'm saying, though. Is we don't know who the signatories to this are. We don't know what governments actually I, uh, actually are signatories to this. I, I still think that there's a difference and between that's because saying we didn't do our research. Exactly, because we didn't do our Damn research. Damn right. But here's the thing: I still think that there's a difference between saying this in Austria because didn't we had just have a story about Austria not too long ago about something else um, and saying this oh. in, in in England? If you said this in England, and many people do, you would the, you, this court would probably have no power. Maybe I, I don't know. It just seems like people are saying this all over the place. But Austria is, a, you know, is more conservative. Seems like we just had, had uh, we're talking about them. Mm-hmm. Was it somebody else? Was it something well, else? And how how much of how much of this is Austria being conservative, and how much of it is there are sufficient numbers of Islamic refugees there to make this uh, a very political issue, very dangerous. Well, it's not dangerous. It's, critic- it's the criticizing of ideas. Dangerous for okay. her to mention that, maybe. Uh, yeah, but the, listen to this. So you you say something, you say something where there's a large a large percentage of you say something disparaging like that, where there's a large percentage of Islamic re- 
Islamic refugees versus where there's almost no Islamic refugees, the, the, the repercussions have changed because you've got more people against it in one spot than another. So it could be it could be that this this uh, this fine is serving purposes. Well, it's also partially intention. If she's looking to create hostilities and you know, it, it's like we have freedom of speech, but we're not free to yell fire in a crowded theater because that is going to cause a very specific reaction. If that that's what it feels like they were they're saying here is what she was doing, what she was saying was specifically to incite something. Okay. Yeah. So and what? Th- that's where the problem is. Yeah, but so uh, what? <laughs> I, I'm saying I'm saying to incite something too. Yeah. So uh, you know, <laughs> not to change the subject, we have any. Oh, you're uh, clipping. Just so you know, Mac, looking at too. the judge list for the European Court of Human Rights, uh, United Kingdom's in there, Ireland, um, yeah. Germany, Italy, all all the main European countries are in this. Well, yeah, but they've so, got to have a, they've got to have British judges in there. Because the British judges have those cool wigs. Clearly, that there's there's more information to be had here about what's going on, and this article doesn't cover everything. Um, yeah. Luckily, in but, the U.S., this is not a problem yet. Well, no, actually, here it goes just the opposite. If you say this here, you're, you're going to be cheered. While um, you better watch what you say about Christians because well, they. No, nah, but we say no. Nah, Christian Christians Christians do not have the same. Um, kind of reaction we we say we say stuff uh, about christians all the time no they're they're not no, 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 quite no. this shit if you say something that upsets christians all you have to do is just say i'm sorry well, then forgive me <laughs> god bless you that's right later in when you're swinging from the tree um, yeah. you know if you criticize christians you're just persecuting them right well that's yeah. i mean the same thing but here's the well, thing yeah but that, it doesn't it doesn't take much to persecute christians you can persecute them by not allowing them to persecute <laughs> oh yeah, that's the main persecution that's happening right here. You, you can persecute Christians by saying "Happy Holidays." Yep, Muslims. Mu- the, in general, m- I think that the Muslim religion is being criticized less than Christianity. Christianity gets criticized uh, significantly more. Uh, this country is a little bit different in that you know you know we're one of the very few wealthy countries that's still pandering to them. Um, <laughs> I don't know. They should all be criticized. Yeah. Like, I mean, the, yeah. the idea that they're no, that, using... That's one, yeah. that's one thing this podcast definitely has stressed, is we will criticize all religions equally for being stupid when they're stupid. Yeah. Yep, we don't discriminate. Nope. And we do compliment it. <laughs> and I, 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 I will criticize all cultures, too, when I don't yeah. agree with them. Absolutely. Right. And if, if no atheists cultural, never no do anything... cultural any, sensitivity with me. <laughs> if atheists ever do anything stupid, we'll criticize them, too. They do mm-hmm. stupid stuff well, all do. the time. <laughs> Because religion pretty much is culture, and uh, yeah. culture shouldn't be off limits. Right. Culture. Oh no, uh, the atheist None movement has, has had has had its own, you know, uh, as it's grown, like any like any um, like any group has had issues with sexism and shit like that, um, and and it is still dealing with that, and probably yeah. and probably that's one of the things that I mean, in in <laughs> until we approach equality, um, which I don't see happening as soon as I would like. Mm. We will continue to have those problems in you know whenever we have a group of people together. Amazingly, equality is a very far way away. <laughs> it's closer than it used to be. Uh, true, true. But I mean, it seems like in the U.S. we are going backwards a little bit here with the, you know with our yeah. <laughs> current Supreme Court yeah. and president. And with how much had been gained in what was it sixties and seventies? Yeah. 
I mean, it still has not gone much further. Yeah, no, I read an article. I, um, I think it was a, a, a hotel or something in Tennessee mm-hmm. that um, basically declared that they, um, due to their religious beliefs, they will not allow a mixed marriage to take place in that. Their, yep. um, and they're, uh, they're legally allowed to do that thanks to the very vague wording of the law that was passed. Yeah, that was basically, you know, trying to make it so you wouldn't have to perform marriage ceremony for LGBT people. They're using yep. it to well, Would you really want a marriage ceremony performed by a religion that disagrees with uh, what you're doing anyway? Yeah, no, you shouldn't. You shouldn't be forcing any sort of religion to to, to do that. No, no, this wasn't. A, they they weren't forcing them to perform the ceremony. They just wanted to hold it there. Yeah, see, that's a problem. And, and the hotel said, "No, no, no." the right because well, you know, our religious says a black person cannot marry a white person so you guys cannot have yeah, that's a your problem. ceremony yeah but but you know what we refuse uh, you know the what? right we refuse the right you to provide would... service to anybody for any reason <laughs> that's would their, you really that's want their... to would you really want to have your marriage there anyway give your money to the proprietor of that yeah and we can talk about the masterpiece masterpiece cake shop in the in the same regards if, if they don't <laughs> oh, want to yeah. make the cake do you really want them to make it in the first place i mean Right, but the, well, the problem though is that you know how, how long until we have those same people busy saying, "Oh no, the black people need to use that restroom. The black people need to use that um, uh, drinking." I'm, I'm not sure I can see that ever coming back. I think we've got like a minority of people uh, who might do something along well, those the lines. The problem but... is right now it's on the rise here in America, and it's being encouraged. Is it though? I mean, it certainly is. Is it on the rise? I'm not sure that's on the rise. I I think but, that we should I think we should segregate racists into their own <laughs> Oh fuck! <laughs> right, you know what? that 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 isn't we we put those articles in there. Let's have that discussion later. But no, I, I think it is on the rise, and uh, partly because they feel they can be more open when they do it. They don't have to hide it. I, I don't yeah. know that it's on the rise. That, I do think they're being more vocal, but I'm not sure it's on the rise. So why don't you put your articles in there? We can have that conversation later. Okay. Let, let's have let's have some, something to work with. It sounds to me like the last dying gasps of old attitudes that are dying away, and they're just trying to like, you, you know, rebel against uh, what they see as the newfangled society. Sure. Yeah. All right. Put those articles in the, you know in the how next podcast. It's always at its most uh, intense when it's cornered. Well, <laughs> yeah. Just say simply, no racism. Just hate everyone and everything the same. Yep. I hate all races and creeds. Let's go on to hating people who uh, kill animals for for uh, for traffic. Oh. Uh, you know, actually, I just want to throw something in there from uh, Terry Pratchett and Neil Gaiman, Good Omens. Um, mm. The uh, the character of Shadwell in there hated all Southerners and was, by inference, situated at the North Pole. <laughs> all right. Okay. So, All right. A new documentary, Eye of the Pangolin. Hey, do you guys know what, what a pangolin is? Uh, it's like a is... it's like a scaly armadillo. Kinda, yeah. So its its scales are made of keratin, so it's essentially you know big fingernails <clears throat> all the way around it. So there's so a documentary is uh is trying to to save. It is the most trafficked animal in the world. I think we did an article a while back um, that I put in called uh, the pangolin the most trafficked animal that you've never heard of because. Mm-hmm. And so they, many people don't know what this animal is. Uh, and I've heard of them. Yeah. I've, I've heard of the pangolin. I just I didn't know they were being trafficked. Well, well okay. They, they're trafficked so heavily it's ridiculous. Yeah, they are. Go ahead, Macat. Uh, the babies are uh, taken specifically for little meals, <laughs> I can say. Um, 
but they are being trafficked the same reason as an awful lot of animals in places like Africa that they're you know they're either used for uh, the spines well they're not spines but the the uh, the scales, the, the they scales. Have had have been used many times over for uh, making actual armor out of such well but they're, yeah they're also used for in the past. yeah they're also used for for making Chinese medicines and stuff like that and exactly. stuff like that and for you know because they think that the young ones give certain types of special like medicines and such as yeah, well but so, you have to like the same thing as with rhino horns no it's yeah. i thought i thought it was penis pills but it's not they're used for um this one i, I mean a, like the same kind of pseudoscientific yes, yes absolutely the yeah yeah um not not that not that like I, I know pretty much every uh endangered species is being hunted ooh. because of their penis but some not Let's see. Let's see. Um, this so reduce swelling, discharge of pus, and uh, remove the. Let's see. When collar. Let's see. Do, oh no, that's something else. The pain. Oh, pain. So it helps. With, it's supposed to help with pain. Uh, breast milk stoppage. Uh, so a bunch of different things that that, that they're putting that they're grinding it up into. Um, Anti-inflammatory purposes. Um, effects to reduce blood viscosity. Uh, they do a whole bunch of so they're using for a whole bunch of different medicines and the and the meat is also considered a delicacy and so i think it's i think it's the chinese that are the primary ones that are importing these things is somewhere it's said that i mean you look online um there uh there's an article from the bbc because they they did a, a whole story on this there's the, um i'll put this in the chat there's this picture of this large hole that of just full of pangolins that they that they uh, uh, confiscated. It's absolutely incredible. Um, just how many were in there? That live or not? All all dead. Every single one of them is dead. Um, that uh, Singapore said that they that they at one point um, confiscated some some ridiculous number that represented you know just thousands of pangolins. Uh, they're talking about uh, 24 tons of pangolin scales. Yeah, that's the one. Which equates to tons. 69,000 dead. Yeah, incredible. And so the is the meat gets separated, and it's a delicacy in some places. Um, there, so there is actually um, there's quite a few different species of uh, pangolin. So there's a Chinese pangolin, which is critically endangered. Uh, Sudan, uh, Sundan penguin, pangolin. Sudan. Sudan. Okay, Sudan. Critically endangered. Indian pangolin endangered. Uh, Pawan, uh, see, pangolin is endangered. And so those are the Asian pangolins, and there's the African pangolins. The ground pangolin is vulnerable. The white-bellied pangolin is vulnerable. The giant pangolin is vulnerable. And the black-bellied pangolin, pangolin is vulnerable. So, uh, so as they, as they can't get them from Asia anymore, they're, they're moving on to the, uh, to the African varieties. And so this documentary is to raise awareness, uh, with people in Africa and, you know, uh, to the issue. I mean, it may see this is one adult penguin can eat seventy million insects. So, and they're picky about what they eat. They they have the you know they all have like a particular insect you know ant that they like to eat. Um, their only defense, of course, is rolling up into that little ball. You know, they they there's no way even like you know they could bite you. Maybe their claws, but um, pretty uh. So it's kind of a tactical assault. Awesome. Yeah. <laughs> So we'll see. Uh, yeah. It so if they're like the if they're eating Asian and African pangolins, 
how much longer is it until they're buying armadillos from Texas? Not too much longer. Uh, well, I I don't know how. I bet you that they're trafficked. I bet they're. I bet they're. It's similar. They're just not as no, much. No, no, well, Ryan. I think the word. The thank you. I think you misspoke. Armadillos are hit by. <laughs> <laughs> they they do seem to get run over a bit. I've seen. I've, we've seen some dead ones around. Never a live one. <laughs> Uh, I'm sorry. I had armored, to. <laughs> armored possum makes a lot of sense. I, we see the possum. Yeah. You know, I have, we had this possum uh, in the area that you know it uh, at night. You know, it'll walk through uh, the driveway and everything, and I see it on my cameras. But the penguin is Ooh. just such a neat looking animal. It's a it's yeah. a very beautiful animal. Yeah, and it's it's a it's a you know unless you're a termite or an ant, it's a it's a harmless creature. You right. know, you don't have uh, you know you don't have hordes of pangolins. Attacking people and, and skeletonizing them. No, <laughs> no, that that's that's true. I mean, Although not I that find, we know of. I, I, I mean, found, like uh, there there have been disappearances before. Yeah, that's true. There are no living witnesses to pangolin assaults. Nope. Uh, and I found out something interesting today. Just kind of a side thing. Um, one of the most one of the most vicious and uh, likely to attack sharks in the sea are the baby lemon sharks, mm-hmm. but they actually can't hurt you because they're, they're like, like minnow sized or less. So <laughs> people will come out of the water with abrasions and not know that they've actually been the victims of a shark. What kind of shark did you call this? Lemon <laughs> sharks, but baby lemon sharks. Okay. Well, that that's interesting. <laughs> I, I thought so too. All right. Okay. That's cute. Let's see. What what dumbass? What do you have in here? Oh, do acupuncture points exist? <laughs> well, I I I can give you an answer to that, but why don't you uh, why don't you go ahead and tell me about it? Uh, no. Oh, okay. okay thanks. <laughs> I, I thought th- I uh, thought that was the answer. I I, I I I disagree on this. I think that if you are, I I think that certain acupuncture points are very effective. I like, for instance, if you uh, if you it depends on what type of uh, instrument you use, but if you accurately puncture somebody through the forehead with an arrow, their behavior changes drastic. Mm, I think. Yeah. In, I think there, there was that case of Phineas Gage. <laughs> I think wherever the wherever the needle goes in, that's the acupuncture point. <laughs> wherever they happen to get it. Um, so yes, this uh, this is an article on science-based medicine about a uh, recent study of uh, acupuncture points. It was done by like this. Uh, it was done by acupuncturists, and even they have to admit that uh, there is a big discrepancy uh, the, uh, of uh, what points people use and how, how they choose them. There, there's a method that, that they use to use it, but it has been shown to be, like, really inaccurate. And, like, the measuring accuracy of this altogether is kind of iffy, especially when you think about it, like uh, other organs that we have in our body. Like, um, if you... Um, Acupuncture is based on supposed meridians, which go throughout the body, kind of like your system of uh, veins and arteries and such. Um, but when you think about uh, doctors or nurses taking blood from you, they often have a lot of trouble with that because everybody's system of that is a little bit different. If meridians existed, then uh, the same would be true for that as well. So, like, uh, how do you measure that they're getting it in the right place, especially since... Uh, like if you're sticking needles in the skin, the skin can be in a different place depending on like how you're uh, moving or leaning. Like you can move your skin around uh, on parts of your body in different ways depending on like what you're lying on and 
right. uh, what position you're in. You're right. So I think that the way to solve this is by um, to use a Reiki master because I think a Reiki master can actually see the meridian points on, on in, the, in each individual person. <laughs> so so I think that I think that you need to incorporate Reiki into your acupuncture to get it right. Well, uh, Reiki, Reiki, those are those guys who. Uh, who who rake the lines into the Zen gardens, right? <laughs> That's what Reiki is. My understanding of acupuncture has been there's actually evidence that shows it works, but not the way they said that. Basically, it, it doesn't matter where you do it; it can it can work. The, the it point thing work. is what's accurate. You can pretty much randomly do it, no. and it will help. It, it's shown to work as well as the placebo, right? You don't you don't actually no, have to stick it with something. No, no, nope. You should you show you me sure? the article. Actually, you show I, me the uh, article. Depending on, depending on what you use it for, because there are acupuncture studies that show, and we we've known for a while that sticking a needle uh, in a point that's close to the location of pain will actually decrease pain. But it that's will? not the same thing as acupuncture going by meridians and stuff, where like. The, your, the meridian they poke it into could be like far away from the source of pain. I think yeah, that they no, show that sh- that sham acupuncture works as well as the real thing. No, my, my understanding I, is there was actually benefits to acupuncture. Where? But you could basically, I, I'd have to, I, I think it was actually on Penn and Teller's bullshit where they were talking about that. I'm calling But they were BS. saying that, that you could have a monkey randomly do it and get the same effects. Yeah, I think that I, that I would say, I would say that if I were feeling sick or if I were feeling pain, and I went to an acupuncturist, I would probably tell them I felt better in order to stop getting people sticking. <laughs> right? <laughs> um, I, I, I think it doesn't work any better than sham acupuncture. Um, I, I think that the effects that you're getting are the effects that you can get from just somebody paying attention to you. And as far as the placebo okay. goes. I'll put this one. What the science says about the effectiveness of acupuncture. Results from a number of studies suggest that acupuncture may help ease Types of pain that are often chronic, such as low back pain, neck pain, and osteoarthritis, uh-huh. knee pain. It also may help reduce the frequency of tension headaches and prevent migraine headaches. Uh, it, so therefore, acupuncture appears to be yeah. a reasonable option for people with chronic pain to consider. However, clinical practice guidelines are inconsistent in recommendation about acupuncture. Well, let me ask you a couple of questions that- about this study. Uh, what, what journal was it published in? The, the, the is, Journal of Acupuncture? Um, Natural Center for Complementary Integration. There you Health. go. That's your problem right there. It was printed in a quack journal. So go ahead. Go I ahead and tell me about you your else. about your quack study. I'm going with what is popping <laughs> you're go, up. You're going with what's popular. That That is a quack no, what journal. what is popping up when you... Okay, now we're at John, John Hopkins. Okay, that's better. Uh, da, 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 acu, da, da, da. Studies have shown that acupuncture is effective for a variety of conditions. Uh-huh. Um, how does acupuncture affect the body? Acupuncture points are believed. We'll skip over that. Um, does it say what it actually does? Okay. So, mm-hmm. It gets you know, into more of what yeah, is believed. That, uh, that yeah. the placebo effect will make the acupuncture work for some people. I mean, uh, hell, exactly there, right. there are people who have gone through operations with only like, uh, like hypnosis or whatever and being able to get through it without anything that will actually uh, reduce the pain. And they, they say that uh, they didn't really feel much. Uh, so like, Pain reduction due to stuff that's happening in the mind can be a thing that that happens, but um, whether, yeah. whether like meridians actually exist or something, that's like an empirical thing that um, if you if you can't even see the meridians uh, of people, like, how are you going to find them? And like uh, if it, the the methods that they use uh, in acupuncture uh, and meridians that the meridians that they use can vary widely. In, um, yeah, it's, it seems like uh, okay. yeah. Like, like Ian was saying, um, uh, 
anybody could be an acupuncturist. A monkey with some needles could do yeah. the same kind of job as an acupuncturist. And, and they've shown that sham acupuncture works just as well, right? You don't actually exactly. have to put the needles in, right? Scientific American. Scientific American. Do you want to call that a sham one? <laughs> well, it, it 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 does depend on I mean because they're just they're just a they're uh, not a journal. American isn't an actual uh, yeah. medical journal. They, is they, it? They, uh, they are not an actual journal, and so it depends on what on the science that they're um, that they're backing up, and then it still depends on the study that they're using. Mm-hmm. Um, high quality studies, I don't think, show that acupuncture does much of anything more than any placebo. Mm-hmm. Any sham yeah, acupuncture does the can, same. Another thing we've brought up today that we'll need to look up and do some real research on for a future uh, one. I agree. (laughs) You can count on us to bring you opinions with very minimal research. That that is our Okay, so the the article I found community and we take it very seriously. You'll love it. Okay, the article I found said five scientists weigh in on acupuncture. The first one um, says most studies examine the effectiveness of the acupuncture not rigorous. They are more rigorous fail to show that acupuncture is more than a placebo. Uh, next one, my opinion is that acupuncture stimulates, trigger the release of beneficial hormones and theoretically could serve as mood stabilizer. Third one, acupuncture does not work, which means <laughs> all discussions on how it does work are irrelevant. I, 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 I'm one, there. That's where I am. The published evidence on acupuncture indicates that it might be helpful for pain and possibly for post-operative nausea and vomiting, with, um, but not of, of any other indications. With all evidence... Um, Acupuncture is no more than a placebo. So yes, right that, there we got yes. four different scientist opinions, yeah. more or less backing Brian. So. <laughs> Don't you hate it when that happens? <laughs> Although, actually, I missed the first one because the way they did it. The first one says strong evidence exists that acupuncture is effective for chronic pain conditions. For depression, we have evidence that acupuncture is a useful for conventional care, right. in one recent trial, patients on antidepressants who received acupuncture did significantly better than those who took medication. I would, patients who received counseling in addition to their med- medication received a similar benefit. I would love to see those studies because well, I, I'll no, bet actually, you. Actually, I could, I could see it for depression. Okay. I actually, you know, maybe. Uh, no, look, maybe. no, listen, hear me okay. out. Okay, I hear you. Because, you know, if, you, if you've been in a situation where somebody's sticking needles at you <laughs> and they stop, things are looking up. <laughs> So, you know, your depression um, should get better. Depression is one of those ones that we can look back and say, what what is the actual mechanism that might not be happening? It might not be the acupuncture. It might be the hour that somebody spent with this person focusing on them. It might have it nothing to do hour. with the hour. It, it might have nothing to do with the needles at all. And, and it that, also could be that that the the manipulation of the needles or simply the touch releases hormones in the person. Uh, or releases chemicals in the brain that do you like endorphins moderately. Yeah, but Could if be like endorphins, if that was true, then we would be able to measure that. That would be measurable. That that effect. And and How is, yeah, and, there and, are many things that are not measurable though. So, yeah, and what? and unfortunately, you know, depression is one of those things that we don't really study. We just you know we just know that it exists and it's a mysterious. Did they, do they not study? I mean, I, I I believe that they're making more attempts. I think that they're making attempts to study it. I think that we've got we're getting better, but in general, I'd say that it is something that we uh, um, has been more shameful than anything else and hasn't been well studied. And, and yes. I think that that's changing. But yeah, you're gonna you got a long way to go to convince me on the acupuncture thing. Mm-hmm. But let's but once again, I let 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 let's examine uh, the evidence. Let's go back over it. By the way, Brian, that that example that I gave of uh, using an arrow for acupuncture, <laughs> okay, that also uh, that also involves a shocker. <laughs> 
aspect. That, yep. that also takes away any of the issues when it comes to mental, uh, uh, when it comes to uh, brain. <laughs> I think you need some acupuncture. Yeah, it sounds like. <laughs> did we come, did we come and study or did, I, did we completely derail this? Uh... <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> sounds about right for us. <laughs> I think I, we, we disrailed you, dumbass. Um, but I, I think that the, the the end result is that because we can't see meridians and that there's no reason to believe that they exist, it's it's hard to show where an acupuncture point might actually be. Yeah, exactly. Um, like I said, the 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 um, location of your veins can vary quite a bit. Uh, sure. That uh, it can be hard for uh, for people to draw blood from uh, there at times. Uh, different people will have a different amount of trouble. Uh, getting blood drawn from them, uh, and meridians, if they existed, would be pretty much the same way. Um, how would I, you know um, that you're getting that you're getting the needle in the right place and at the right depth to uh, capture that the value of that meridian? And I am in that range of people who are a, a nightmare for phlebotomists. Same here. <laughs> blood is an issue. And what about a, really, what, uh, and especially really like di- different b- body types? How do you determine? where the proper location would be, right? There are people who are obese, people who are very thin and wiry, um, and it won't line up in exactly the way, if meridians existed, it wouldn't line up in exactly the way that you'd expect it every single time. Right. Yep. That's why they feel for it. Feel for what? (laughs) I think she's talking about veins. Oh, veins, veins. Okay, veins, yes. Okay, veins are yet. (laughs) If they feel for meridians, they feel for it in vain. (laughs) 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 <laughs> I just tossed that one out for you to use. That's a good one. I'll give you that one. I'm going to find my wife's meridians later. <laughs> <laughs> it's consensual, I promise. All right. So we have the uh, mental illness and video games. Do we want do we want to talk about this? Let's move that to next week. Again, yeah. move it again. <laughs> I have birds. Okay. And I have a feeling that one's going to be uh that's going to be quite a discussion. We better move it up and we better we better hit it right away after the after the masturbation moment next week. Oh yeah, it's a lot later, or, later than I thought it was. <laughs> yeah, exactly. We've been going a while. <laughs> we, actually, we've had a lot of good discussions tonight. It's been it's been good. A lot of disagreements, and so that's even better. <laughs> that, those are my favorite when when we don't agree. Actually, that's a, yeah. the best podcast. <laughs> well, that makes it um, much more interesting. Okay, podcast. so one last thought on the acupuncturist thing. Yes. Would you feel it's more palatable if they were referred to as guess you function? Yes, you puncturist. <laughs> wow. I think I think the reason they use that so, looks about right. I think the reason they use so many needles is is because they're not sure where, so they just put more in it. More is better. <laughs> That's about it. All right. Well, say good night, everybody. I mean, good night, good night everybody. That's another needle in the can. If you've made it this far, that's an hour of your time. You're never getting back. But the amateur skeptics appreciate you giving that hour to us. If you'd like to tell us how you felt about spending that hour with us, let us know at WTF at AmateurSkeptics.com. The Amateur Skeptics Podcast is distributed under a Creative Commons Share Alike No Derivatives 3.5 license. Intro music by Peter Canold. Find more of Peter's music at SoundCloud.com forward slash P-K-A-N-O-L. Exit music by OFM. Find more of their music at myspace.com forward slash OFMHQ. Artwork for the Amateur Skeptics by Sean Smith Ford. Copyright 
Shadow Knight Digital Portraitry.